Didn't they do a great job? Yeah. Hey, um, well, welcome uh, this morning, almost in the afternoon. Um, my name is Jake. Um, I'm the uh, pastor of the young adult and the high school ministry here at Resurrection Life Church. And I'm humbled and honored. Oh, stop it. Oh, stop. Um, I'm very humbled to be here uh, this morning to share the word um, with all of you. So glad that, that, that you're here. See so many familiar faces as I'm looking out. And I'm just really honored and humbled that we have such a phenomenal family here at Res Life. What I'm, what I've, you, you can clap, yeah. What I've, what I'm, what I've continued, I've been on staff here for um, about just under two years. And as I'm meeting and getting to know and, 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 and talking with so many different people here at Res Life, I'm just blown away by what God's doing just in your individual lives. I'm so humbled that we can be a part of a, of a body of believers who are actively engaging with the community around them in order to bring Jesus to the, to the lost and dying. Because here's, here's what I like. like. When you think about church, like church is kind of a funny concept, right? You come in Sunday morning and you look all nice. You're like coming in. You're like, okay, we're going to come to church. We're going to listen to someone. I like to think of it this way. I like to think of it as a heavenly huddle. Heavenly huddle. So it's not you coming in to learn and then to go and forget what we learn. It's no, it's we're coming. I'm a, I used to be a football player in high school. I went to Granville Bulldogs. Come on, not those Byron Center Bulldogs, those Granville Bulldogs. You know what I'm talking about. And, uh, and, and you have this huddle, right? And so you come in and you huddle. Maybe there's a timeout and the coach comes and he's like, yeah, 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 this we got to do. We got to change this, change that. And then he sends them out. And a heavenly huddle is this guy. It's us taking what Jesus is doing in our body here and applying it every day. Because Jesus loves everyone. Like Jesus is radically in love with every single person at your job, in your family. But how many of you know that your family members, the people at your work, don't come here? But there's good news. You get to go to them. So it's less about us saying, hey, come to church so you can hear a message. It's more about us coming together. And it talks about in the Bible, spurring each other on in love and good works. It's us saying, listen, God, what are you doing here? We worship you. We praise you. And as we come in our heavenly huddle, we're ready to go. We're ready to go because God, Jesus, the way that God's going to flood the earth, we talked about it, the way he's going to flood the earth is not through a Holy Spirit wave that comes through like a wind. It's going to be through the lives of individual people. It's through you and through me going to Walmart, going to Meyer, going to our jobs, going to our families and, and really infusing the love and the peace of God in a radical way. It comes from us seeking his face when no one's looking. Because the Bible says when you seek him when no one's looking, it says he rewards you when everyone's watching. Sometimes you get that reward, sometimes rewards when you're in heaven and you brought 10 people with you because you would not give up. And I know we got some people in here who have some family members and friends who don't know Jesus and I'm here to say, Jesus is the solution. Good news, he lives in you. Okay, that's, that's, that's just the introduction. So I'm here and my name is Jake. I'm really passionate about just loving God. Like God, God's love is amazing. Like it's, it's radically changed my life. 
I grew up in church my whole life, grew up in church and came and did the do, don't do the good, don't do the bad things, do the good things, look nice, look good, put on a good show. And then God got a hold of my heart and he said, Jake, it's not all about any of that. It's about you knowing who I am and me showing who you are. And I'm coming here to say that God has a plan and he has a vision for your life and he's not afraid of your past. Because when, you, when you're in Christ, you're born again. New. Okay, I need to get on track. What, I have to like, what, two o'clock? Okay, good. I, don't want, I know we, got a bunch of, we have a bunch of hangry Christians in here if I do that. <laughs> We're going to practice forgiveness. Um, so I got, I got a word for you this morning and it's gonna, we're going to be talking in Philippians 4, 6 through 8. It's going to be talking about the peace of God. And so today what we're going to be talking about is, is maybe getting a new perspective. So I brought some glasses for all you visual learners. Everyone say peace. peace. Now I'm not saying like peace, like P-I-E-C-E, like peace. It's the peace. It's like, you know, the peace. That's right. Come on, hold it up. I saw one person's like, deuces, no peace. Um, it's the peace of God. If you grew up in the 60s, <laughs> <laughs> if you grew up in the 60s, you have this right peace movement, peace not war, right? And, uh, and I really want to talk about the peace of God, and I think it's going to give us a new perspective. It's going to give us a new perspective. So kind of putting on new glasses, that's what the peace of God does. And we'll be talking about a mirror later on, so just hang on tight. So let's read a passage. I'm going to pray, and then we're going to keep going. Philippians 4, 6 through 8 says, Do not be anxious about anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Why don't you pray with me quick? Father, we thank you for what we, uh, where we are this morning. Jesus, I thank you that you're here. And right now, God, right now, we release the peace of God in this room so that people who have come in, us who have come in with, with carrying burdens, God, that you would lift them, God. That, Jesus, you would meet us right where we're at and infuse in us a peace that surpasses understanding. In Jesus' name, amen. So the title of my message um, this morning, just hang with me here. I'm kind of like a, a visual, like I kind of got some like younger kids, like junior highers, high schoolers, little kids. And I know you adults, you say like, yeah, little kids can't pay attention. Guess what? I've seen you. I know y'all don't pay attention either. So give me, give me a break. Um, so the title of my message uh, is Path of Peace. The Path of Peace. So when I say Path of Peace, what I, what I think sometimes we hear is like, oh, he's going to tell us like how to get peace. And what I've written on here is that it says path to peace. We're not talking about a path to peace. Because when you're thinking about a path to peace, you think, of like, you think of like a checklist. Like, okay, a path to peace. What do I have to do? In order, what are the five steps that I have to do in order to get peace? And that's not what we're talking about this morning. There's a way of living, a way that we can live in peace that surpasses the understanding that the world has offered us. 
There's an understanding that you have when you grow up in the world. Proverbs 14, 12 says there's a way that seems right to a man, but in the end it leads to destruction. And I believe that the peace of God is what God wants to give us in order to transform the way, transform the way that we think and that we live. The Bible says it this way. It says that the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. The kingdom of heaven, so God's reality where he's living is three things. It's righteousness, it's peace, and it's joy. And Jesus said, when you pray, pray this. Father, art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in So if we're going to be living what Jesus has called us to, we have to live in peace. But here's what I've known. Here's what I found out about our culture, young and old. This isn't just young kids. This is everyone, is that anxiety is driving our culture in America. There are more people now on antidepressants, anti-anxiety medication than ever before. Instead of creating solutions, they're handing, we're handing out pills. And I'm not telling you or condemning anyone who's on those. I'm just saying that there's a better way. There's a more supernatural way that God has ordained through Jesus that's available to us. And it's through the peace of God. 16% of girls 13 to 17 are, are depressed. 16%. That's way too high. And I don't trust the world to help them. So let's get busy. 8% of boys 13 to 17 are depressed. And those are, the only, those are the ones who are diagnosed. Peace is the answer. Much of the anxiety that we have is because of the decisions that we have to make. It's the busyness of life that we have. It's just this anxiety. So we have this. So the, the first point is that in Philippians 4, 6, it says, do not be anxious about anything. It's like, are you kidding me? Like, you read that and you're like, okay, like, let's be real. That's not possible. Here's the reality. When God's word says it, it's possible. But we've been doing things on our own way. We've been doing things in our own strength for so long that we've said it's not possible. What if it is? What if it's possible to live a life with zero anxiety? That would be awesome, wouldn't it? What if it's possible? I'm not going to lower the bar. I'm raising it. Jesus, ha- Jesus didn't live a life with no problems, but he lived a life of peace. And here's what I want to say. Just because you feel or have anxiety doesn't mean that you don't have peace. Does not mean that at all. But there's a higher way that Jesus wants to lead us to. So just do not be anxious about anything. So we're living in such a busy world with so many different choices, which leads us to this anxiety. I, I, so it, there's a, there's a, a, I don't know if it's a statistic, but in, in 2018, a teenager will make more decisions in one day than a man in, the, in 1900 would make in their entire life. In 2018, teenagers, we got any teenagers in here? you'll make more decisions today than someone in the 1900 would make in their entire life. Think about it. You got like dating or like relationships. You're like, well, who am I going to date? Well, let's go on like Christian Mingle. There's all these really dumb apps that are out there. Don't go on those, stupid. If you're on those, get off them. Anyway, 
um, Christian Mingle, and then you have his dating things, and like, who am I going to marry? There's all these people out there, all these people. Like, think about it back in the day in 1900. Little house on the prairie, there's only three girls in town. <laughs> not that hard to, like, there's not that many decisions. Now you have like college, you go to college, they're like, okay, what's my degree going to be in? Talk about, a, uh, talk about a tough decision to make for an 18, 17, 18 year old. I want you to know what you're going to do for the rest of your life right now. So now they make it a little bit harder. So you're like, and usually you have options. You know, I'm going to be an accountant, I'm going to be a teacher, I'm going to be an engineer. And now they're like, hey, I have another option for you. You can choose your major. What? If you go to college right now, you can, if you go to Michigan, Michigan State, Grand Valley, wherever you go, you can choose the major that you want. You can make your own major up. You can make it up. Literally out of thin air. You can be like, I'm going to do this major. I'm going to study doors. I'm going to be a professional door maker, Okay. There you go. You got it. And you'd think that it'd make it easier in life, but it really just doesn't make it harder because there's more decisions that we have to make. And it's the amount of decisions that cause all this pressure that's coming in from the outside, all this pressure that, that kind of caves in on us as we're living and as we're uh, going through our lives. So all this anxiety is, you guys, Jesus has an answer for it. Jesus has an answer for your anxiety, your depression. He has an answer for the worry and the fear that you're living in. He has an answer, and it's here right now. It's here. He has the answer, and it's very simple. It's not easy, but it's simple. So as we, as we think about all the pressures of life, I believe that Philippians 4 talks about a way that we can actually walk in peace a way that we can actually live and walk in peace. The first, the first thing that I believe Philippians 4 uh, points us to is a position of peace. So as a body of believers, we are to have a position of peace. It says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication. But in everything, by prayer. But in everything, by prayer. The, the, the thing that I've noticed about us, everyone, the thing I've noticed is that we worry about everything and we pray about nothing. And we wonder why we're anxious. We wonder why we can't fall asleep at night when our mind's racing. We wonder why we wake up with things on our mind all the time. It's because often we, we worry way too much and we pray way too less. Philippians 4 is saying pray about everything, the position of peace. The position of peace. The third thing that I believe Philippians 4 points to is what I call like the posture of peace. The posture of peace. It says, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. So, you guys, know, like, you guys like Thanksgiving? You guys like Thanksgiving? So I always like, I want you to think back a little bit. Maybe when you're younger, you're sitting around this table, this, this Thanksgiving table, and you have your family, and then your mom is like, I want you to say one thing that you're thankful for. 
One thing, you're going to go around the table and you're sitting there, you're like, oh crap, what am I thankful for? And you're like going around, your heart's beating, you're like, okay, what am I going to be thankful for? I don't know, anything, house, I don't want to say house is too generic, you know, you're like, you're like nine years old and you have like four brothers and you're like, okay, I'm going to listen to all them, sure, what they're going to say, and then I'm just going to copy what they are saying. Maybe you have this like in prayer, you're in this prayer circle with your friends and then they're like, okay, we're going to grow into a prayer circle. And you're like, prayer, I'm going to have to pray out loud. Your heart's like... I can't pray out loud. It gets to you and you just pray the same prayer the person next to you prayed. And so with Thanksgiving, we have this thing where you come down and it's going around the circle and you're like, comes to you and you're like, I'm thankful for my house. And it's, it's, it's just this like, let me say it this way. I think it's really, really sad that we have to have a, a, a holiday for Thanksgiving. Because Thanksgiving is a lifestyle. Thanksgiving is something that we do every day, and if we only do it once a year, I problem. There's a reason why we have anxiety problems if we're only giving thanks one time a year. But if it's kind of like Easter. Like Easter was last weekend. It was Sunday, also my anniversary, April Fool's Day. And, um, and I think it's funny that we sell, I, I'm all about Easter. Easter is the best holiday in the world. We celebrate the life and the, the resurrection of Jesus. But I think there's a problem if we only celebrate Easter one day of the year. I celebrate, personally, I celebrate Easter every day. I'm like, Jesus, you're alive. Jesus, you're alive. Jesus, you're alive. Jesus, you're alive. And I say, thank you, God. Thank It's a daily, it's a, it's a thanksgiving when we enter his, his courts with the gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. There you go. And it looks like this. Father, I recognize that I have some pressures in my life right now with my kids. God, there's so much. I don't know what to do with my future. God, I don't know what to do. Jesus, there's this bully at my school, and I don't, I don't know what to do, God. It's just like seems so overwhelming to me right now. I don't want to go back to school. Maybe, God, my boss is just a total jerk, God. I recognize that. But God, I thank you. I thank you, God, that you're still loving. You're still kind. Father, I thank you for what Jesus did. Father, I thank you for what you're doing in my life and what you're doing in the world. Jesus, I, I just thank you for saving me and for, and for making me a new creation. Father, I thank you for, for my family. I thank you, God, for, for my job that I even have a job. I thank you, Father, for that. You see this, this heart of thanksgiving? That you don't ignore the problems, but you, before you come to him with all your issues, you come to him saying, God, I thank you that, that you're still the Lord of my life. Like, you're still on the throne that God, you're still alive and you're still doing well. Do you guys know that God's in a good mood? Like God's not upset. He's not like, oh man, what am I going to do with that situation? Oh, I've never seen that one before. Oh, what are we going to do here? Like God's a pretty calm guy. And we're made to look just like him. Genesis 1 says we're made in his image, made to look just like him. But you may be here and you're like, Jake, if I don't feel thankful, I can't be thankful. I am not a fake person. I wear my emotions right here. All on the sleeves, baby. <laughs> I, don't, I refuse to be fake. Giving thanks when you don't feel it doesn't mean you're fake. It means you're expressing faith. When you give thanks when things are going good, guess what? Don't matter. When you give thanks, 
when you got the promotion, your marriage is going amazing, all the friends in the world, A's in school, and you're like, God, you're so good. God, you're so good. We do the songs, and you're like, Jesus. And the next week, you get fired, and you're like, hmm. Hmm. Listen, if you can't give thanks in the hard times, you're revealing what's on the inside. Which means that, which means this, this is, this is straightforward, this is truth. You're revealing that you're only in relationship with God for, for what you can get from him. And he's not looking just to bless you and bless me. He's looking to transform us, change us. So that we, listen guys, so that the kingdom of heaven can infiltrate every area of our lives. So that peace can infiltrate your family, your work, your school. God still wants to bless us, amen? But not at the cost of our contentment. Not at the cost of truth. So we have the, 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 the posture of peace, which is thanksgiving. Then we have the presentation. The presentation of the problem. The reality is God wants he wants to solve our problems. Oftentimes we just like solve our own problems. He wants to solve our problems. That's what Jesus did, right? So we just have, uh, in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. God wants to, like he wants us to express those things. At, like after we give thanks to him, God, there, there is this situation in my life. There is this thing that's causing me anxiety and depression. There is this thing that's causing me worry and fear in my life. But I, God, I present it to you. I present it and I give it to you. So as we do this and we come to him in faith and we come to him, as a good father, when we come to him and we present these things, we need to recognize that he's not a genie in a bottle. He's not our server. He's not our bus boy. He's our father. He wants to give us good gifts. So we ask him. We ask him. And look at this, guys. Oh, my goodness. Remember, this is not the destination of peace. This is the path of peace. This is how we walk in peace. This is how we walk. This is not the path to peace checklist. It's the path of peace way of life. So look at this. This gets me so excited. So as we do this, guys, this, this is what the Bible's saying, that if you'll do that, if you'll come to him, and you'll say, Father, I thank you, I thank you, I thank you, and then we present these things. This is a promise of God, bar none, this is happening. Every single time. This is happening every single time. This is the power of peace. It says, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Look at that. Look at that. It says, it says okay, where am I at? Next verse. Let your request be made known to God. Verse 7, Philippians 4, verse 7. <laughs> it's not up there. There it is. Wow. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your... So what guards your minds, guys? Let me hear it. Too many of us have, tra- have tried to guard our own minds. In our, in our, in our pursuit of freedom from anxiety, we've, we've, we've guarded our own minds. It's not your mind's job to guard itself. It's God's job. It's his peace's job to protect and to steward and to comfort your mind. 
And it says it passes all understanding, which means when his peace comes on you, you can't explain it. When his peace comes on you, they're like, what happened? And you're like, I, I mean, it was kind of like, uh, I, you can't explain it. It's supernatural. It's so supernatural when the peace of God comes and it's a promise that if, we'll, if we will position our hearts and posture our hearts for thanksgiving, his peace will rule and reign in our lives. And look at this. Look at this. We had, a, we had a girl at our young adult group on Thursday nights and we were, we were kind of talking and we, and we had a group that prayed for her. She's dealing with a lot of anxiety for years and years and years. Like eight years she had it was on anti-anxiety medication and, and she came and we prayed for her. We prayed for the peace of God to rest on her. She went home, told us a few weeks later that literally all of that anxiety and pressure released off of her. Listen, listen. She said, my circumstances didn't change but my perspective changed. My situ- I still had trouble at work. I still had trouble with my family, but I saw things differently. We had a girl in our high school service, a high school ministry, a girl, I don't know, she's 15 or 16 years old, and she came to me, and we, did, we prayed for her, the peace of God to rest on her, the peace of God that passes understanding. She came back to us like the next week, and she's like, Jake, what did, what happened? what's wrong with me? I said, I don't know. I was about to ask you the same question. I'm just kidding. I didn't say that. Um, and she's like, I said, she, she said, I went to school and like the things that used to bother me, like the things that, the people that used to annoy me, that I used to hate, all of a sudden like I'm feeling this, the compassion for them. Like, I don't understand it. It's because she had a moment with God where the peace of God rested on her. And it didn't change the people. It didn't change her school. But it changed her. God does not want to change your circumstances. Well, he does. But But more than that, he wants to change your heart. He wants to change our hearts. Let's say what would happen, what would happen if you had all your prayers answered? God, just make my boss just stop being, God, my spouse, would you just change her? No, I'm just kidding, babe, I never pray that. I don't, I don't, I promise I don't pray that. Would you, God, would you just like change my husband, like, just make him a little nicer. It'd make my life a whole lot. God, would you change my brother? Like he's he's annoying. God, would you, God, would you just change? What would even happen? Guess what would happen if you had all your prayers answered that were like that? Guess what? The next day you'd come and ask him again, and ask him again, and ask him again. And guess what? We would never change. The wisdom of God is this, is that when we come to him with requests, he gives us something that we didn't ask for, which is a peace, which is a rest, which is an alleviation of the pressures that are causing us to come to him in the first place. John 14, 27 says, peace I leave you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you? Let your hearts not be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Jesus says, I leave you with my peace. Jesus is leaving us with peace. And in the world, peace is the absence of conflict. In the world, peace is the absence of noise. But in the kingdom, peace is the presence of someone. Peace is the presence of a person. His name is Jesus. He's called the Prince of Peace. Peace is the presence of the Holy Spirit. It says the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. And the kingdom of heaven is righteousness, 
peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. God wants to make your life look a little bit more like heaven. And he wants to do it through peace. He wants to do it through a supernatural exchange where he takes your anxiety, your your worry, your fear, your depression, and he gives you a gift instead. He gives you a gift instead. Jesus says, come to me all who are burdened and I will give you rest. Come to me all you are burdened. And the the next point after peace is the perseverance of peace. So there was a guy in our young adult group and, and he suffered from depression. He was on antidepressants for about six years and he had a moment with God where God totally instilled this peace into his life. He got off his antidepressants the next week supernaturally. He's like, I'm not, so as I'm talking about like getting off medication, I don't, I'm not saying if you're on those things to get off them right now. I'm not saying that you need to get off them at all. What I am saying is that there's a better way. Not to say not to condemn, there's no condemnation here. It's just saying there's an, God wants to invite you into a relationship with him to where he takes away the struggle and, and the burden that's in your heart. So Mark, he, he got healed emotionally. But then a month later, he came back to me and he, and, and, and he was like, this guy was like, he, he said, you know, I just, I feel like it's coming back. Like the peace that I had in that moment, it's gone. What do I do? And I said, peace isn't a moment of time. It's a relationship with a person. And he, told, he kept telling his, his, his depression, he said, I command you to leave in Jesus' name. Yeah. Depression, you don't belong in my life. The peace of God rules and reigns in, in my heart and in my life. I did, we, had a, we had another girl who is in high school. And I just love sharing testimonies because it just shows this isn't fake. This isn't ide- like idealistic. This is reality. We had a girl in high school who, who had a moment with God and a moment with this just peace and just like so restful. And she came back the next week and she was like, Jake, she was like, I've, I just want to have that feeling like I had last week. I said, honey, don't ever chase feelings. Chase the truth that you found in that experience. I said, I said honey, I want you to go home tonight. I want you to go in your bedroom when no one's looking, no one around, and I just want you to ask God for his peace again. Ask God to show you and watch what happens. She came back the next week and said, Jake, you would not believe what happened. I went in my room and I just started expressing that to God and he filled the room and it was, even, it was, a, it was, a, greater, it was a greater experience than I even had at church. I said, that's beautiful. That's so beautiful. There's a perseverance that happens there's a perseverance that happens. You may, you're going to experience the Holy Spirit's here. The truth is here. Peace is here. We're going to go into a, in a moment of ministering in time where the peace of God is just going to minister to you. It's our job to steward the peace that God's given us. It's not an experience. It's not a feeling. It's faith. Knowing that God loves us. He's for us. And he wants us to live in a, in a healthy state of mind so that we can show the world what Jesus really looks like. And the la- my last point here, my last point is past the peace. Whoever has will be given more. Listen, if we have a peace that passes understanding, why are we keeping it to ourselves? Peace is the most powerful, even evangelistic tool that we have. 
Because the world cannot counterfeit peace. The world, like I said, all these people are suffering from anxiety and we have the answer. He lives in us and as we pass the peace, it increases our ability to receive from God. It increases our ability to receive peace. And we have a deeper and a deeper and a deeper peace. I, I, I have personally, I do struggle with um, anxiety, personally. So I'm not up here saying like, I have no anxiety. No, I, ha- I struggle with that. Like I have pressures and like, I have pressures and things that I deal with all the time. And, 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 and it's not like I'm a Superman. No, I'm a normal person. I have to deal with this stuff. I do this stuff that I'm talking about all the time. But although I deal and I have things, I'm a person of great peace. I, have, I experience so much peace on a daily basis, guys. And it's not because my world's going great. And so I was driving down, there's a, I was driving down 28th Street one day, a few months back. These guys were pushing a car. So I hopped out, I hopped out, helped them push, and, and, uh, and then I was kind of out talking to them, bought them gas, all this other stuff. And then I, I, was, I talked to them, I said, hey guys, before I leave, can I just pray with you guys? Like, is there anything that you need prayer for? And they're like, okay, I don't know you were going to do that. Like, no. Like, no, this is weird. We're on 28th Street, dude. Like, no. Um, <laughs> Jesus is on 28th Street, I, I can attest. Um, and so I said, man, like, let me, just, let me just pray for you, anything. Anything in your body. So the one dude, one dude was like, this one dude, this same person A, was like, no, dude, no, no, no. And the other dude was like, oh, I may be open to it. So I said, what's wrong? And he said, I got a problem with my knee, torn meniscus, I can't really bend it. So I said, look, good news, Jesus is healer. Good news. So right on 28th Street, I, I bend down, I touch his knee, and I just pray for him. And in a moment of time, his knee was miraculously healed. That's amazing, beautiful. Told him God loved him, shared the gospel with him. This dude is like, I want to, like he like, literally recommitted his life to Jesus. He grew up in church, just went away. And he's like, I, I need to start. I, and I said, beautiful man, God loves you, bro. And so I went to this other guy, I was like, bro, like, hey, like Jesus is here. Like, he's like, that's not real. He's like, that's fake. And I said, no, it's not. He said, yes, it is. I said, how is this guy going like this then? Hey, you know, he wasn't doing that, but he was bouncing around all this stuff. I, how is he doing that then? He's like, I don't know, it's a trick. And I said, it's not a trick, I'm not a magician. And, uh, and I said, let me just pray for you. He was like, no. And I was like, listen, if I pray, you don't even have to close your eyes. <laughs> so he's like, okay. I said, give me your hand. He's like, no. I said, come on, bro, just give me your hand. <laughs> I just washed my hands before I came here. They're clean. So I grab his hand, and he's, he's, no joke, he's staring like this. Like, look at me dead in the eye, like, dude, I know there's nothing's going to happen right now. Like, get over it. Like, there's nothing going to happen. I grab his hand, and I look him in the eye. Dad, this was the Holy Spirit confidence, because I personally don't have this much confidence. <laughs> so I looked him in the eye, and I said, I release the peace of Jesus to you right now. And he was like this. <sighs> I'm not exaggerating. I'm not lying. Listen, guys, we have peace. Freely you've received, freely give. And as we give the peace of heaven, something that the world cannot counterfeit, it introduces them to a person named Jesus who wants to save their spirit, save their soul, and radically transform their life. And as we give peace, Jesus says, whoever has, more will be given. We get a clear picture, a clear perspective of what this life is all about. 
it orders the rest of our life to say what's really, really important. You guys, Jesus, my, Nick, who works in the young adult ministry with me, he, said, he came in one day, and we, this recently, and he asked the question, he said, what would it look like if you released peace into every room you ever entered? What would it look like when you walk into your home? Instead of being frustrated with work, you walk in, you say, I release the peace of Jesus right now. What would happen if you walk into your work and you say, I release it? What happened if you walk into your classroom and you say, I release the peace of heaven in this place? And as we pass and as we follow along this path of peace, Jesus says he'll just radically, he'll change everything. We'll recognize that it's not the pressures that are the problem. It's not other people that are our problem. We wage war not against this world, but against the powers, principalities and powers of the dark age. It's a spiritual war. And as we, as we press into peace, I promise you, Granville, watch out. Watch out, because this is our huddle. And if we have, I don't know how many people are here, whatever, how many, if all of us would go to the restaurants that we're going to, to the families, and we walk in and we say, I release the peace of heaven here. Whoa, what would happen? I guarantee Jesus would start transforming every arena of your life as he's doing mine. Jesus is amazing. He's so good. He's a good father. Hey, as I I close here, would you just bow your heads and close your eyes? Um, We're going to go into a time just of, of... of prayer real quick and um, we're just gonna practice kind of what we talked about this morning. So if, you, if you're here and just close your eyes and bow your heads and I want you just to first off, I just want you to start thanking God on your own. With your eyes closed, just start thanking him. Just start thanking him for what he's done in your life. Thank you that he's a good father. Thank you that you woke up today. Thank you, God, that you're good and that you're, that you're a loving father. Father, I thank you. Start thanking him the best that you know how. And if you don't know how to, just start simple. Thank you that I woke up this morning. Thank you for my family. Thank you for my job. But then you can also start thanking him for who he is. Father, I thank you that you're good. I thank you that you're merciful. Father, I thank you that you're so loving. Start thanking him. And then I want you just to present one thing in your life that you'd love some, you'd love some breakthrough in. Whether that's your job, your family, your school, Maybe it's finances. You just need some break, like something that you just want to request, like request from God. Thank him and then bring that to him. Just close your eyes, like whatever that is, just bring it in front of him. And remember in Philippians 4, 7, it says, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds. Anxiety ends today. So Father, we thank you for the peace of heaven that's in this room. Just receive this. It's happening right now. We thank you for the peace of heaven. We thank you, God, that you're lifting weights, you're lifting burdens, you're lifting, you're giving them a quietness of the mind that's so undeniable. Holy Spirit, do a work in the heart and mind of each person in this room. Reveal yourself in a powerful yet peaceful way.
So just release the peace of heaven. We release the peace of heaven. We release the peace of heaven. I'm gonna challenge you as your eyes are closed. I want you to think of one person in your life who you can give that peace to. I'm not talking about pressuring and talking. I'm talking about just a, a simple prayer. And I want you to ask God to, to, to give them peace right now. One person in your life who needs it. And you may say, Jake, well, I got issues of my own. Listen, the more that you get your eyes off yourself, the better you'll be. Jesus wants to flow through you to to pass peace everywhere you go. Father, I thank you for what what you're doing in the spiritual realm right now, God. That you're breaking down walls, God. You're breaking down barriers. You're releasing pressure. You're releasing lies, God, and you're instilling peace. In Jesus' name. If you're here and, and maybe you I mean, coming to church, maybe you haven't been to church in a while. Maybe you you just kind of decided, you just didn't know why you came. You just thought, maybe I'll go to church today. And you don't don't have a relationship with God. You don't have a, you've never said, "I'm, I'm following Jesus. I'm following, I'm doing it God's way. Listen, the only way that we can have true peace with God is through Jesus. The sin that's inside of us when we're born, the sin doesn't allow us to have true peace with God, but Jesus, through his death, his life, and his resurrection, paid the price so that we could have peace with God. True peace with God is this. It's having a relationship with the God of the universe who's radically in love with you. And if you're here and you've never made that decision to trust Jesus with your life, to If you've never made that decision to to follow God and to say, you know what, I'm doing it his way, I want to give you that opportunity. So on the count of three, I'm just going to ask you to raise your hand. One, two, three. If that's you, just raise your hand. Come on. Yes, God. Yes, God. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. Is there anyone else? When you raise your hand, it's not, it's not anything special about raising your hand. It's a decision that you're making in your heart. It's a decision that you're making in your heart and God is literally meeting you right now. He's changing you from the inside out. So um, I'm just gonna pray and then we're gonna close here. So Father, I thank you for what you've done. I thank you for what you're doing. I thank you for your peace, God. I pray that as we go, that we will be agents of peace. That God, we will be people who don't, who don't live by feelings, who don't live by our emotions, God, but who live by faith who live by truth and who live by the peace of God. So God, I just release peace to this room as we leave, God, that we would be be a people, God, who radically change the environments that we walk into. God, we thank you for every person who's made a decision to follow you. Holy Spirit, I ask that that you disciple and that you pastor them, Holy Spirit that you lead them into who they truly are. Thank you, Jesus, that you, you died so that we could be, have a relationship with you again in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen.